Most important thing that happened this week? Trump failed to profess blind faith to U.S. intelligence agencies. Just kidding. Much more important stuff came out of that Putin-Trump summit than you'd know by watching the glowing box. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, which I guess is a little bit late, because if I had come a little bit early, I could have enjoyed a delightful start to the afternoon with Belinda. I didn't realize that I could have crashed that party. It sounded like a good one. Remember me for next time. Uh, so if you know this show, you know I'm trying to get to what is really important in the world for the future and put it in the context of my basic principles. I'm a libertarian, but America was founded on libertarian principles. So the Constitution reflects this, the Bill of Rights. Uh, our foundational principles are consistent with this. And liberty and justice for all is as American as apple pie. And for me, liberty is a natural precursor to justice. Justice is what's really important. Liberty is just the uh, basic building block of that. So I try to, uh, to put everything in that context. And this week, the most important story, what of the week was basically the most important story in the world in our lifetimes. The question that, that we could have started to chip away at this week is, is the 21st century going to be marked by peace and prosperity, uh, mutual uh, success, cooperation, or even just... Uh, individual freedom and the the wealth and justice that emerged from that or is the 21st century going to be marked like the 20th century was with wars of domination the more i read about this stuff and i've always had an interest in it but the more i read about it maybe i'm late to the party here maybe i'm on the vanguard of the second wave of this uh conclusion but it looks like these wars have always really been about dominating the West and a natural pe precursor to that starting in the even before the 20th century is dominating energy, energy in the world, whether that's oil and gas or, you know, making sure that uh, you and your cronies control the oil and gas and that the world is dependent on oil and gas uh, to maybe suppressing Secrets of free energy, if Tesla really had that, or uh, making sure nuclear power doesn't really take over as a primary source, uh, demonizing it as, a, as, as as bad as nuclear weapons. If you look at the 20th century in that context, it makes a lot of sense. And we could be headed down that same road for the 21st century, and I feel like we are just, a lot of us don't have our eyes open to it. I really feel like I just began to totally understand that. And that probably goes to the underlying issues we have with Russia. Do Are they in that same battle with us? Do they really feel like, is their real vision, their real goal to be this dominating world power to be 
the the one who controls oil and gas. It's possible. Uh, On the other hand, they might have a different vision of the world. They might, even if it's just in their own interest as uh, the number two player, to want to make sure that the world has just law and um, an even playing field so that the best competitor wins. And that would bring the world to a place of justice if, if it were a truly free atmosphere, a competitive environment. But I feel like any hope we had of really understanding Russia, and, and that would have been through the person of Putin, their interests their intentions, their vision for the future. We might have begun to get a sense of that. And instead, our press, in the press conference that followed the Trump-Putin summit that happened this week, as well as Chris Wallace had an interview with Putin on Fox and, and, and a million other examples I could give you, instead of trying to get closer to the truth, not only did our press squander the opportunity they actually perverted it by trying to get us further from uh any possibility of even seeing a path to peace and prosperity and i'll tell you when i was anticipating trump going over there and having this meeting with putin i really hoped and i wasn't very hopeful about it but i did hope that trump would be a statesman be uh the the guy I know he can be, but doesn't always present to us in media events and stuff like that. And my expectations were wildly surpassed by how he handled that meeting and the press conference after and all that. I felt like he was a statesman. He wasn't going in there with nastiness and prejudice. He was trying to get some answers. And how do you get answers? You ask questions, even if Putin's a big fat liar. And a, and a spy, a murderer, you know, the most evil person on earth. You want to ask questions. You want to look the guy in the eye. You want to hear what he has to say. You don't want to tell him stuff. You've got, <laughs> we used to play a game in my family. Uh, if you could spend 30 minutes with anybody or spend an evening with anyone living or dead, who would it be? And I actually, the, the funniest answer was once my, we asked my dad and my sister were there and my sister said, uh, does this evening include breakfast? And my dad said, always thinking about food, aren't you? And I just, <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Just, it was such a perfect moment. But, but, but it was a real, it's a real question. And, and Putin might be one of the, the answer I give at this point in trying to understand what we can't have any perspective on just looking out from, uh, you know, Joe news consumer in America. Let's look him in the eye and hear what he has to say and evaluate if it's true or false. If he's telling lies, why? What are the lies? You know, I mean, you can get something out of that. And instead, uh, I mean, I was I was just I got a new level of of thinking that our press and it's not it's not the left. It, it, it is Trump derangement syndrome, but the right, I only watch Fox and this was all coming out of Fox. And, uh, and it, and it is really subverting our 
our country. And Putin makes some really good points about the real issues in the interview with Chris Wallace. But you probably didn't hear any of it, any of the of the stuff that really would make you think. So what Binkley, my producer here, and I have done is gone through a lot of the clips of the press conference of uh of Chris Wallace's interview of Putin, uh, not only to demonstrate what these people are up to and how very dangerous it is that they're trying to keep us from evaluating these things on our own and being an informed body politic. That's very dangerous and sinister even, but also to try to get to some of the actual meat of the matter, some of the policy. And then Binkley also has some great stuff, stuff that really... I don't pander to the outrage thing, but when he played some of these clips of Chris Cuomo and also Michael Moore for me, I just, we have to share those if we can get to them. And then also at 5.30, Garland Favrito of VoterGA.org is calling with a call to action for um, a that we can do locally for a person who's basically being fined, if I understand it correctly, big money for exercising free speech and being politically active. I want to hear more about that, what he wants from us, and I also want to hear what he has to say about the Georgia governor um, primary race, which the vote is next week between Cagle and Kemp. So uh, all that being said, I want to ask... Uh, y'all, what you, what would you ask Putin? Or do you think he's even worth talking to? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to let Binkley launch the discussion. Binkley, uh, what would you ask Putin? I would ask him what the top three most useful KGB techniques are for him. That's very interesting. I never would have thought that. And I would challenge him to melt my mind with his KGB Jedi techniques. Well, I have to say, I think we both observed some of his KGB Jedi techniques on Chris Wallace, who was trying to <laughs> intimidate him. And he was just like, you will obey me. It, it was yeah. humorous several times, I thought. And I caught Putin in a, in a huge lie. And I still felt he won the conversation. So he, he was arguing and he was wrong. And he still won, I thought. So let's try to get to that that clip, too. We've got so much. Um I'm going to get to some calls after the break and and then we'll launch our uh, analysis of how the week of news was totally perverted. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. This week is the WSB Carathon, which benefits the Athlac Cancer Center. I'm sure all you regular listeners know this comes around every year. WSB raises millions for this cancer center. It helps kids with cancer. It is such a moving experience to be a part of. I will be uh, doing the night shifts with Dave Baker, and hopefully Krista Diviaz will be with us. From midnight Thursday till 3 a.m. Friday. So if you're a night owl or just can't get enough, then tune in. And in the meanwhile, if you want to learn more about it or donate, go to WSBRadio.com. It should be all over that. I want to get to a quick call. We're talking about Russia and Putin. And uh, what would you ask Putin if you had him in the hot seat? Uh, going to Kate. Uh, Kate, you're on with Monica. Monica? Yes, um... ma'am. I would ask Putin, because everything in life follows cause and effect, I'd like to hear a little bit more about what might have caused some of the events about which we have certain perceptions. 
we don't hear very much from him or from the people. And we'd like to know. We should research these things. For example, Crimea. We would love to know how our interference, which I read about by Victoria Newland and people like that, to deliberately overthrow an elected regime on his borders, how might that have affected their thinking? Did it affect their thinking? These are things we need to know, too. That's a great point. Actually, I don't know if I have the clips cut, because if you listen to me, you've heard me talk about just the things you're talking about also. He does address that a little bit with Chris Wallace, but uh, he doesn't really get into... He, he even hints at it. We should post the whole interview of Chris Wallace and Putin for people who want to do that. Pinkley, if you'll do that, I'll, we, we can put it on propagandareportdaily.com. But he talks a little bit about uh, Chris Wallace asked him, what happened to you? You were elected as a Democratic reformer. And he turns around and he rattles off a bunch of things of probably what you're thinking. He said, what happened to you? What happened to you in the West? Don't you consider yourself, a, he says, a democracy? And actually, I think we consider ourselves a democratic republic. But any, what else would you um, give me a little more on that thinking, Kate? Oh, I lost her. That was appreciated. Appreciated, um, but yeah, I th- there were num- there are numerous events. Other things that Putin mentioned in that regard were that, uh, and I knew this too. I mean, I this is in in the record when George H. W. Bush and Gorbachev negotiated uh, withdrawal from Berlin or East Germany or whatever, bring the wall down, all that stuff. There was a there was an absolute agreement that NATO would not absorb the Warsaw Pact countries. So the Warsaw Pact countries were I, I don't know like maybe the Balkans, the um, Estonia and Lithuania and Latvia and all that stuff. There's like eight or ten of them, maybe twelve. Poland, I think, of course, because it's Warsaw. You can look it up. We that that was their buffer zone, and uh, I believe o- almost every one of those countries is now a part of NATO. And and Putin's like that was a violation. It's right on our borders. What do you want us to do? Lots more. Uh, thanks, Kate, for that. Getting to Lou after the break. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty eight hundred WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I love listening to your show and voice of reason that you bring on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. And uh, we're talking about Trump and Putin, the summit this week, and how the press handled it in the wake of that summit. It's it's beyond irresponsible. It's it's uh, It should be actionable to uh, misconstrue the facts and the impact of this stuff to the point where... It, it really brings us closer to conflict. I mean, it's as if these people want war. And I think over the course of this show, uh, Binkley, my producer, and I are going to lay out examples across the board from left to right of the press and people in the media or people who manipulate public opinion on purpose are trying to uh, create conflict both domestically and abroad with Russia. And it's, it's scary. And I, and I, I'm, I feel like 
There is no free press anymore at this level. It's certainly at the national level, this mainstream 24-7 news cycle on cable. I mean, it's just all propaganda at this point. But um, if you had Putin at a press conference or you had uh, a 30-minute sit-down with Putin like Chris Wallace did, uh, I think you would ask very different questions, certainly listen a lot better, try to get to some real answers. So... Tell me if you what questions you would ask him or if you even think he's not worth talking to, because that's a, a theme that we've brought out before that's being pushed down on us from the top. Don't even talk to him. He's an animal. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to go to some calls, but first, Binkley, do you have any tweets or headlines or your own insight into this? That, And then we're going to start playing clips after I get a, to a couple of calls. Well, to what you just said, the... The perception had been created before the meeting even happened. Hashtag treason summit was trending before the summit even started. That makes sense. And oh my gosh. All right. Some of the first clips I want to play dovetail with an article I read this morning about how this stuff was scripted in advance. It's really I think going to blow people's minds how uh, manipulated this all is. And I think Trump gets gets kind of led down the garden path. I think he gets told what to do, and he doesn't realize, I don't think he realizes, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Papa John last week. He just doesn't see that there are like many, I don't know about Trump, but this Papa John does not seem to know that there are many layers to the onion, and he's getting manipulated uh, You know, at one of the layers, but the backlash and all that was foreseen for possibly by the people who kind of give him this advice you know it's it's like an infiltration perhaps you know i really don't want to get too deep into that because i don't know but i'm going to lay out unlike what you're seeing in the news this week i'm going to actually lay out why i think this and let you decide but in the meanwhile i'm going to um take a call i'm going to lou in marietta hi lou you're on with monica hello hey lou can you hear me Lou, Hello? Lou, Lou, can you hear me? Alicia, uh, do you think that Lou Hello? can hear me? Uh, I feel sad because I don't think it's working. Alicia, you know what? Alicia or Crystal, can you press the button for me? Maybe it's something in the computer. Lou, Lou and Marietta. Dang. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, Lou. Maybe I'll figure it out on the break. I wish you would hold on because what it looks like you told the screener was um, a reference to a th- to what Putin said at the press conference, which was this. He said, we'll, we have a treaty. So they're saying, oh, Mueller, put these indictments out. We have a treaty, he said. Where And we've used it many, many times. We've used it with the U.S. We use it with other countries where if you have names of people who did something wrong, we will uh, give us a formal request, name the people, tell us what you're looking for, and we will interrogate them. And your investigators can come and be in the room while we interrogate them. And it's reciprocal. So you're supposed to do the same thing for us. And for example, what we would really like to do is have is to be there and have the opportunity to witness the interrogation of this guy, Bill Browder, who made a lot of money in Russia, did not pay taxes, and then gave $400 million of it to Hillary's campaign. I want to get into that. So I myself 
after the press conference, I went and tried to investigate this. Ends up, this guy uh, is portrayed by our press as being a like a attempting to make reforms in Russia. I don't know why this guy, an American, I think now British citizen, would be doing this, but he had a lawyer over there, Magnitsky, who uh, who supposedly was trying to um, reveal corruption in the Russian government. It's a shady story, and and apparently this guy Magnitsky was beaten to death in custody in Russia. And I mean, that's serious business. And I didn't see any denials of that prompting the U.S. to pass the Magnitsky Act, which I didn't really get the full impact of that. I don't want to get into the details, but uh, that's some serious stuff. And I would like to hear both sides of that story. But as I've noticed on Valentine's Day of this year, right after the Parkland shooting, two sides of the story is never comes up in just your standard Google search. You're never getting it. You're just getting the official narrative. So I cannot get to the bottom of it. Uh, and, And it's very damning that this guy died in police custody. But it reminded me of a case in this country. Uh, Trintado, I think the guy's name was, um, Kenneth Michael Trintado, I think. He was a guy who was falsely arrested after Oklahoma City, and he was tortured to death in police custody. Oh, yes, and his brother has lawsuits up the wazoo on, uh, regarding that. I haven't kept up with it recently, but I don't think that, I don't know if that was ever put to bed. Maybe they paid the brother off. I don't know what he was looking for, but... I that seemed that is the the story that I can tell is that I don't think there's an alternative story to the Trentadu case. I'm just saying we've done these things. Wake up, you know, like we don't. Uh, countries are not are not perfect. I'm not defending Russia, but I wanted to hear both sides of the story. Why would Putin bring that up to our press if he didn't want us to investigate it? And now we can't. I can't. I certainly can't find two sides of the story. Um. So. The I, I want to play some clips, Binkley. Let's let's actually play the clips that maybe are relevant to this. I want to play clip um, okay. So, one thing that I that I want to play is clip 11, uh, and this is. I have something to say after. So let's play the clip, and then I'll tell you why I think it's important. Clip 11. Why do you think Robert Mueller issued this indictment three days before you and President Trump met here at the summit? I'm not interested in this issue in this single bit. It's the internal political games of the United States. Don't make the relationship between Russia and the United States, don't hold it hostage of this internal political struggle. And it's quite clear to me that this is used in the internal political struggle. And it's nothing to be proud of for for American democracy to use such dirty methods in the political rivalry. Do you think they were, do you think that Mr. Mueller is trying to sabotage the relationship? I don't want to make any assessments about his operation. It is for Congress that appointed him to do this, to assess his performance. And I think court actually had some doubts about the due procedure about appointing special counsel Miller to the post that he now held. I think that 
American court now believes that it was done with the infringement of the American legislation, but that's none of my business. Please uh, address it yourself. There is a due procedure within this treaty, and you can use this procedure to address us. Okay, so in that clip with Chris Wallace, Putin is trying to explain that we have this procedure that we could use. And Chris Wallace is saying, don't you think they were trying to sabotage Trump? Just petty baloney, right? Just petty nonsense. However, you know, Binkley, you're laughing, but I had put, I had identified that clip as being interesting before uh, before I read this article in the journal today, which says, and I quote here before the summit mr trump had authorized the justice department to release an indictment of 12 russians who allegedly hacked into democratic computers during the 2016 campaign agreeing it would strengthen his hand when he raised the issue of election interference a white house official said so we're being told by our press that there's sabotage afoot this is Chris Wallace, who works for Fox. This was an article in the Wall Street Journal that says that it was nothing of the kind, that Trump was in control of that. And and that's the kind of thing that makes me wonder if Trump is being um, misled, like uh, set up. I don't know. What do you think? It's very well possible. What you mentioned earlier about playing uh, for the reaction um, that's a Solinsky tactic. You put people in there and you provoke them to do things uh, because you're you're banking on the reaction it causes. It's funny because um, Chris Wallace is trying to mess with Putin a little bit, but yeah, Putin's a KGB. Like he's obviously not going to get messed with. And and this article had another um, funny. You know, this article I read this morning, again, clarified something that I had absolutely sensed. And you did, too. We both laughed about it yesterday, about how Chris Wallace was trying to trying to mess with Putin using tactics that, of course, Putin could never fall for in a million years. Um, <laughs> so I think we have time. I'd like to also play clip seven. All right. Mr. President, one of the issues that is standing in the way of more progress, as you know, are the allegations of Russian interference in the U.S. election. You have repeatedly said, and you said again today, that this was not the action of the Russian state, that if it was anything, it was patriotic Russian individuals. I have here the indictment that was... He's presented laughing. on Friday from the special counsel, Robert Mueller, <laughs> that face. says that 12 members of Russian military intelligence, the GRU, and they talk specifically about units 26, 165, and 74, 455. They say, you smile, let me finish. <laughs> they say that these <laughs> units were specifically involved in hacking into Democratic Party computers, stealing information, and spreading it to the world to try to disrupt the American election. May I give this to you to look at, sir? He says no. Here? He makes him put it on the table. Chris Wallace is trying to hand it to him. Yeah, he's trying point. to hand it to him. And that, that like, re reading specific numbers is straight out of the movie Manchurian Candidate. It's like, there are 57 communists in the State Department. 
Um, but in the in, and and there are none. But if you start getting into specifics, then people are arguing about the specifics. It's a classic trick that Putin didn't fall for. But in this article today, it says, listen to this. Mr. Trump and his aides discussed using the indictment to forcefully make the case. The plan was for Mr. Trump to invoke the indictment, both in private meetings and in the public news conference afterward, a White House official said. The idea, the official said, was to shove it, this is a quote, to shove it in Putin's face, (laughs) depicting it as hard evidence of Russian crimes. It's not hard evidence. You can indict a ham sandwich. Give me a break. I'm going over my time. I'll be right back. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are talking about the Putin-Trump summit and uh, all that came after. I found this week very frustrating because there's so much to talk about and there was so much to talk with Putin about. What an opportunity. And our press has just reached new lows, in my opinion, and how they handled it from left to right. I absolutely was not happy with Fox also demanding blind obedience to intelligence rumors. You know, they're not even giving evidence. Putin himself said, you're supposed to go to the courts. You're supposed to look at evidence. Don't believe me. I don't care if you believe. Don't believe me. It would be stupid to believe me, but don't believe them. Figure it out. Go to the court. That's how it should be. Very interesting stuff, I thought. Anyway. It was a great opportunity to spread democratic values around the world um, on the international stage. Yeah, and he that's the thing. So that's what he does. He always gets to the meat of it. And our our viewpoint of, of, to me, democracy always kind of goes hand in hand with social democracy, socialism. Like in the European context, they talk about democracy as like power to the people, but it's power to the people. It's not what, what I consider our great, um, what's extraordinary about America is that we went beyond that. We said, we don't want that. We we respect our minorities. I know that sound for a country that was founded with slavery. I really, that sounds funny. But as far as in the democratic process, that's what states' rights are about. That's what the senator, you know, two from every state is about. That's what a lot of this stuff is about. And, uh, uh, but... But what he's talking about is what is considered the ideal in the modern world. And uh, he has a lot of good points. So I want to get into some of that, um, read some tweets and uh, play some more of these clips and really analyze them and also hear what you think. What would you have asked Putin? 800-WSB-TALK or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 